Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Round Ball Stew. I'm Dan Titus, and I'm with Raphael Johnson. Presented by NBC Sports Edge, and we are in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. It is week 21, and uh, whether your playoffs started last week or maybe they even start next week, don't recommend that going forward because all this load management stuff going on is a hot mess. But, uh, yeah, we got basketball to talk about in the midst of March Madness, in the midst of NFL free agency. This is just a maddening, crazy time for sports in general. But Raph, how's your how's your week going, and uh, how's your teams? How are your teams faring? More importantly, um, well, my week's going well. As for my teams, I'm in the consolation brackets. Um, it's had a really rough year, you know, so much going on and whatnot. But it just really didn't work out for me this year. So next year is going to be all about redemption. Uh, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a. It's a mixed bag, man. I think my most competitive leagues, I definitely tried to pivot, got too cute, and uh, resulted. The results are in the consolation bracket yeah. with you, um, but I am in some some other leagues just to kind of diversify my portfolio. And mm-hmm. um, because Yahoo's default is week twenty one, secured several buys, so definitely planning for that that week twenty two push in in a lot of ways. But um, yeah, man, uh, just pulling that thread a little bit. What in I guess in the areas that you the the, the leagues that you participated in that you ended up in the consolation bracket, where, where did you kind of go wrong? Do you think? Um. Just had poor injury luck. Um, okay, you know, I think some key guys getting hurt, missing extended periods of time. That that was my biggest issue. Um, that's something that can happen to anybody. You know, even if you try to plan, you know, in terms of your pre-draft list, guys that you want to avoid and whatnot because of past injury issues. Just never know what's going to happen. And then also, the, the load management factor, like you mentioned, it's not something that the player themselves always has input on. Um, need to be clear about that, but. You never know what's going to happen where a, a week where you're looking at four games could end up being three or even two just because of the way things land. Yeah, and it's not even all just the tanking teams, right? Yeah. Like there's, mm-hmm. This is, you know, Donovan Mitchell's missing games against the Charlotte Hornets um, yeah. in the midst of the playoff time. Like, and yeah. Donovan's really been a, a player that you can rely on for much of the season. So, yeah, it's just kind of the the shift in the NBA and, and wanting to take the long-term outlook in terms of protecting their players, especially ahead of the playoffs. But – um, let's talk about a team that's just been absolutely on fire lately, and that is the, the Milwaukee Bucks. Reeled off eight wins in their last 10 games, but really had some really strong wins versus the the Kings and the Suns on this road trip. I mean, are they the team to beat in the, in the East? Because it sure, it sure as hell seems like it, um, because the Celtics have, have definitely hit a little bit of a, a bump in the road, dealing with a couple of injuries. But what are your thoughts on the Bucks here, and are they, uh, are they for real? And, I mean – Giannis, should he be in the MVP yeah. conversation at this point? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, crazy. I think Giannis has definitely played himself into that discussion along with Jokic and Embiid. As for the team, I don't see how you don't have them as the favorite in the East right now. I know that Boston won it last year, uh, but in terms of the way that Milwaukee's playing and also the Chris Middleton factor, he sat out last night's win over the Suns for injury management reasons. 
But he's been able to play like 25 to 30 minutes per game recently. So I think he's headed on the right track. Got Giannis, we got Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez. I think he's a defensive player of the year in the NBA, given what he's given them in terms of shot blocker, rim protector, and also offensively. Um, he stepped up, hit some big shots for them from the perimeter. See so him, Bobby Portis. I think that Jay Crowder addition, it won't have too much of an impact in fantasy, but just gives them another versatile physical wing defender. I think Milwaukee's a favorite right now. You know, it's for all of the talk, and we'll we'll get to the Western Conference, but I, I think that it's it's really telling that the Bucks have just been consistent yeah. all season long, and they're actually winning on the road, which is the, mm-hmm. what the Western Conference just can't seem to to pull together. Um, the the Bucks have the best record on the road, twenty two and thirteen this season. Um, ironically, the, the the Boston Celtics are right behind them. So I don't know, man. This Eastern Conference is actually probably one of the best, um, most competitive it's been in in years yeah. past. You know, you know, obviously LeBron dominated for like a decade and some change, <laughs> but uh, now we're finally getting some parity, and you know, you're seeing these the upper echelon teams, you know, these young stars kind of taking over. And um, yeah, I had a chance to watch the Suns a couple nights ago uh, versus the Warriors, and. I, I can't help but notice, but they're they're just struggling a little bit with their chemistry. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're expecting KD to be in the lineup here, so they were planning for something different. They're having to pivot uh, to their backups and, and Josh Okogie and, and Torrey Craig getting more minutes. But uh, I think this team's definitely going to need to to find that rhythm, and it's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see how that kind of gels together with KD not really spending that much time with the yeah. team right before you get into the playoffs. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think my biggest concern is there there's still stretches where they go without getting DeAndre Ayton the ball. Um, yeah. And that's something that I think a lot of us were question had questions about in the aftermath of the KD trade and when he was when he made his debut, but that's still happening now and he's out. So there seems to be a bit of a disconnect in that regard. I think there are times they get him going early, which I think you have to do with bigs. But then late in games, you've got guys who really shouldn't be on the offensive radar in crunch time, taking more shots than eight. It's one thing if Booker and, and Chris Paul are doing it, but they need to figure that out even before KD returns. Yeah, and, and you're right. I, I mean, that was definitely apparent in the Warriors game. You know, they got mm-hmm. down early. I mean, part of that was because they just could not stop anyone, especially mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, who had 18 points in the first quarter in that game. Um, but it was also noticeable that, DeAndre Aiden didn't start to attack until the game kind of wore on. So yeah. if they can get him those touches early on, I know they definitely have to be more assertive with that um, if they're going to have a chance to to really gel and, and and figure this out by the time KD comes in because you know he's going to be occupying mm-hmm. quite a bit of that usage um, once he gets in there. But speaking of the Western Conference, let's talk about the Nuggets. And uh, discourse of MVP aside, this team has mm-hmm. lost four games in a row. Michael Porter Jr. has been playing very well for fantasy managers um jamal murray's hit a little bit of a inconsistency here but um are are you concerned about the nuggets in terms of their you know obviously going into the playoffs but um do you think that this is just a slight road bump and and how how do you think they can kind of course correct here i kind of wonder if they got bored you know they they had that big win over memphis which kind of kicked everything off for the grizzlies as well and that was pretty much the end of the race for the one seed in the west um you know they're still Jokic is still getting his numbers. Um, had another gaudy stat line last night. And he, as you noted, Michael Porter Jr. has been playing pretty well. I don't think Jamal Murray is 100%. Um, he was questionable before last night's loss of the Raptors with a little knee, knee soreness. Um, given the past injury issues with the ACL tear, 
a little bit concerning. So I think they're going to try to manage him a bit. But yeah, it it feels like we like we saw we've seen teams have those lulls in the midst of a, of the season. This may just be their time right now. Yeah, and um, you know as we're looking to week twenty two. Very concerning. The Denver Nuggets only play two games on mm-hmm. uh, the bigger slates. To uh, at least on one game is on um, on Wednesday, ten game slate versus Washington, and then yeah. they play Milwaukee on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Are you? I mean, would you cut bait of people like Contavious uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Bruce Brown? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're probably not going to go there with Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, yeah. but you know, if you're fighting for your championship future mm-hmm. here you know that saturday game might might actually be pretty pretty tough for you but um having to wait that long to play but denver does play uh four games uh do they three they play in the championship so you got oh, four and four four in week 23 and then four and yeah yeah there you go right right so four games. So yeah, you're gonna have to endure. I mean, that just that's just brutal for fantasy managers that have Jokic there too. I mean, but he's yeah. a he's a guy that only needs two games mm-hmm. to give you the production of some games with some people with four. But yeah, I think that's definitely gonna put KCP and Bruce Brown on the chopping block mm-hmm. ahead of next week. Um, but yeah, this Western Conference is absolutely crazy right now. Only one game separates uh, the teams uh, through the six seed through the ten seed which is nuts uh, for the playing tournament here. So um, hopefully we don't get that much tanking anymore and, and load management. You know, the Thunder, fortunately, you know, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is back. They're kind mm-hmm. of in, still looming around. The Jazz are still looming around. The Lakers are, are definitely, I mean, they got a good win last night. They got a couple important games here. They definitely need to beat the Houston Rockets. If, yeah. if they don't, that's going to be a huge setback for their playoff chase. But, yeah, make some sense of this this Western race here. And uh, do you have any concerns about any players in particular that might be rested down the stretch as these teams kind of vie for that playing tournament or playoffs? Um, I think maybe Oklahoma City because they've still been competitive on nights when Shea Gilgis Alexander's has been rested, um, and he's been dealing with an abdominal issue for a little bit, little while now. So I think if you have him, I think he's similar to Jokic in that when he plays, if he plays two games a week, he can get you that high-level production either way. So I think you're concerned there, but you look at a guy like, say, Jalen Williams, uh, the J-Dub version. He's someone I think can be of higher profile down the stretch in fantasy playoff time because they've rested him, but they they haven't gone to the levels that they have with SGA at times in terms of resting, sitting him out of games. So I think he and Josh Giddy are two guys. Giddy's obviously rostered in a lot of leagues already, but I think those guys are going to have a bit to say about how some fancy playoff matchups go. Yeah, I was actually in the midst of writing an article on, you know, potential league winning players, and Jalen mm-hmm. Williams was a name that, that I definitely put on that list. He's been ranked 13th over the last two weeks in per game yeah. value. And, you know, you mentioned that he's might be a little bit different than than Shea Gildas Alexander in terms mm-hmm. of their their um their wanting to manage his minutes. And you know, he was he was dealing with a wrist injury for a couple of games yeah. last week. So mm-hmm. I think that, that was really what it was. Um mm-hmm. call me crazy, but I think that Jalen Williams has probably been arguably one of the best rookies. I mean, I, I think he could be the best rookie this season just for how he's progressed yeah. month over month and how critical he's been to shoulder that load for the the Thunder mm-hmm. in the absence of people like SGA in the lineup. 
Um, yeah, this guy's got league winning potential all over him. So if you scooped him up, I was trying to see when he was the last time he was 50% available in less than 50% of leagues. I think you got to go back to like, you know, week 14 or 13 yeah. or something like that in the season. Yeah. But man, this dude's just been absolutely on a tear lately. Um, so, so kudos to him and, and just the thunders player evaluation, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that was that that's going to end up being a steal for what he's been doing yeah. and, uh, his ascension in this league. Um, Wanted to touch on the, the Minnesota Timberwolves because right now they are just outside that sixth seed, um, currently seventh in the West. And more importantly, Carl Anthony Towns could be making a return in a matter of weeks. Not a lot of clarity there, but yeah. from a fantasy perspective, are you still holding on to Cat or what do you what do you think you're going to do there? Is there an actual possibility that this guy can contribute for you uh, the rest of the season? I think that's a really tough one. You know, you, you hear that saying in the coming weeks in the regular NBA regular season ends on April 9th. So it's not like you've got a lot of time in terms of fantasy impact here. I think if anything, I'm holding tight to Kyle Anderson. If I have him rostered, he's been starting with cat out and you don't want to run the risk of dropping him thinking that cat's going to be back soon. And it turns out to be two weeks. Um, I need to bring up their schedule really quickly here, but and on week 22, they're going to be playing three games. Um, you've got a bit of a split there between that game against the Hawks and Warriors uh, from Wednesday to Sunday of that week. But then week 23, you're back up to four games. And I think that's a bit – it's too much of a risk with Kyle Anderson to drop him now thinking that Cat could be back and he'll be hit workload-wise. I'm not dropping Kyle Anderson at yeah. all. This guy's the mm-hmm. new Jokic. Two consecutive <laughs> double, double, triple-doubles. Mm-hmm. Um but no, man, I, I agree with you in, in terms of cat. You just can't rely on it. There's going to be some yeah. ramp up period and slow-mo's playing great. Like you just mm-hmm. can't take him out of this equation when you guys actually have a chance to, you know, control your destiny. Like yeah. it, it's, I mean, last year was like the whole hoopla with the, you know, them making the playing tournament, acting mm-hmm. like they won the championship. Imagine if you actually don't have to do that this time yeah. and you can actually just go into the playoffs. So um, the way Ant-Man has been playing just absolutely outstanding. They could this. They were actually one of the the winners at the deadline. I think as mm-hmm. much as people wanted to make a lot of conversation around how much the Lakers did, I think actually putting Mike Conley into that lineup, you yeah. know, that veteran presence and someone that's very pass, you know, pass forward, always wanting to get other people involved. Mm-hmm. That's really been a game changer. And then also it also put the ball in Kyle Anderson's hands a lot more. He's he's seen a huge uptick in points, rebounds, assists since that trade. Um, so yeah, he's just, a, he's just one of the best, I don't know. He's been one of the better values, more underrated players all season long. And he was a guy that you could have had in week 19, you know, he's only 48% yep. rostered in shallow leagues. So, you know, he also, to me also has league winning potential. Um, but yeah, this Western conference is absolutely crazy, but the blazers, uh, do, do you think that they're done at this point, man? Like between Jeremy Grant's not in and out of the lineup and, you know, Dame, Anthony Simons got hurt at the wrong time. This could just be going the wrong way for, for Dame and the Blazers. I, I don't think that they have a chance. What do you think? Yeah, I think they're about done. Like you never want to count out Damian Lillard, but I just think there's too much of a load for him to carry at this point. Um, they're three games behind the Lakers in the loss column uh, for that 10th spot. So then you expand to six with the Clippers and, and Warriors of five. That's five games. And that's a lot of teams that jump at this point. So yeah, I think you're kind of hopeful that there it doesn't reach a point where Dame has to be gets rested. Don't I don't say think it. He, don't say it. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think he would go for that, but you know, 
It's always a possibility. Um, I think if anything, maybe this kind of gives like a Drew Eubanks continued life if they continue to slip because Nurkic really hasn't given them much of anything recently. Um, no. Sunday's game was, was really poor from him. I think 10 minutes and he was a minus 20 uh, plus minus, which is, I don't want to say it's quite the achievement, but I don't know how else you sum up when you have that type of performance. So maybe a, a shade and sharp gets back on the radar, but in terms of the, the actual season, I think they're about done at this point. Yeah, Cam Reddish had his first dud game too. Man, yeah. he was he wasn't good in 21 minutes last night. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm looking at yeah, looking ahead. Portland's got three games in Week 22, going up against Utah, Chicago, and OKC. Really good fantasy matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, problem is, it doesn't start until Wednesday, so yeah. you probably have to you know make some contingency plans up until Tuesday if you want to get any Portland Trailblazers in your lineup. Um, is there anyone on Portland that you would be considering to add you know Matisse Thibel yeah I think um, that's the guy right there yeah um because he I don't know what happened in Philly you know maybe the role <laughs> was talk, so deep we've yeah we've talked like... about this before but maybe the role happened, was man. was so defensively focused that <laughs> the offense just I don't want to say it was ignored but it just really wasn't a priority nope him being in the starting lineup in, in Portland he's been a willing shooter um, you know, he's had some good moments shooting the basketball and you still get the defensive production from him. So I think if anyone's going to be safe from a potential shutdown, it might be him because if I'm not mistaken, he's also going to be a free agent this summer. So I think as much good tape as you can get out there when you're trying to get paid, the better off you are. So I think he's the one I'd be focused on. Yeah, he had a probably one of his best games as a Portland Trailblazer. Last night in 38 minutes, 15 points, eight rebounds, mm-hmm. three steals, and a block. Only one turnover. Um, that's 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 what you want fantasy playoff time, man. That's that's the production you need from those unheralded people um, that can get you those those sneaky. I mean, what's the last time? <laughs> I don't remember. That might be a career high for Thibault. Eight rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the steals are consistent, but you also get those three pointers, which I think is a nice added bonus that he didn't have in his game as he was a part of Philly. Um, so let's go to – I might as well stay in the West because this is just a Western Conference type of day, man. Um, the Houston Rockets, Jabari Smith Jr. has finally found some life. Mm-hmm. Like, if if you held on – I mean, the guy's over, you know, 80 90% rostered in Yahoo League, mm-hmm. so, like, no one dropped him. They just weathered yeah. the storm. You're finally getting what you paid for. Like, this dude has been balling. Is that something that you believe in? Um, is this something that you can rely on? for the final two weeks of the season because the Houston Rockets do have four games coming up in week 22 uh, playing against the Warriors Grizzlies twice. And then Cleveland love those Grizzlies games like that. That Mm -hmm. could definitely be a nice, nice ones for, uh, for, for Jabari. Yeah. I think he is someone you can rely on. Um, Maybe the F the absence of Alper and Shingun has helped him a little bit, just kind of clear things up uh, from a spacing standpoint. But I think this is something where, if you had him early, it was really discouraging, but you knew this team wasn't going to be very good. Um, and it is kind of a futures bet with drafting Jabari Smith. And I think he's done pretty well recently, uh, as you noted. So, yeah, I think he's someone that you can believe in moving forward at this point for the remainder of the fantasy season. Yeah, I would also take a look. I mean, still 50% roster, so in shallow leagues, take a look at Kenyon yeah. Martin Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's coming off a 20.8 rebound and a steal game. Uh, still getting over 30 minutes a night. So, you know, I think that he's someone, if Shingun continues to miss some time, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, 
you know, he's certainly someone that I think could benefit as well. Tari Eason's been playing pretty well. Minutes have been a little inconsistent yeah. as of late. But uh, if you're looking for somebody to stream, he's also an option. Um, San Antonio, unfortunately, Charles Bassey is going to be yeah. potential season-ending injury, knee injury. That's probably going to send Zach Collins to the moon for the rest of the mm-hmm. season, uh, I would assume. You know, he's only – He's only missed one game on a back-to-back. He's not going to. I don't think he's going to be playing tonight. Did you? Did you check to see if he was going to be in there? Um, the, the Spurs do have a back-to-back set. Um, they haven't. Yeah, they have not. They haven't revealed it yet. Report yet. So okay. yeah, but I could see him being one that sits tonight. Um, maybe Sandro Mamukelas really uh, has some life in terms of a streamer. I would trust him a bit more than Dominic Barlow. But I think those two guys, we're going to see plenty of them, especially in a situation like tonight, as you know, with the back-to-back. Yeah, and uh, Jeremy Zohan, I, I think he's mm-hmm. still a guy that you know is under roster. The only problem is yeah. you can't predict when he's going to play. <laughs> but when he does play, he goes off. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the Spurs playing, I believe they have four games in Week 22. It's a tough schedule, though. They do have a back-to-back set on Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday, so you're pretty mm-hmm. much banking on Sohan or Collins. Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe even Vassell sits Keldon Johnson mm-hmm. they're all on the block to, to potentially sit but I think there is some appeal there and then the other player that I think has also been actually pretty interesting Devontae Graham has, has been playing yeah. very well mm-hmm. for for the the Spurs in in the absence of Trey Jones so if you're looking for a person that can give you um, assists three pointers probably won't shoot a good field goal percentage but yeah. um, won't turn over the ball a lot so I, I think he's another player that's kind of emerged here that didn't really expect late season to actually be mm-hmm. getting run, but uh, here we are. And that that's the San Antonio Spurs for you. Unpredictable and <laughs> uh, in tank mode, but still still have some fantasy value to extract from that squad. I want to flip to the Eastern Conference for a second because Detroit is a mess. We talked about it last week. Has it gotten any better? I apologize to anyone that read my waivers article on Monday and recommending Isaiah Livers because he is dead in the water. Don't yeah. pick him up. It's a wrap. Um but yeah, weird people, man. Corey Joseph has been balling. Like that's a yeah. guy that I'm think I'm going to pick up now. Like he's under 10% rostered, mm-hmm. but he's he's playing well. He's getting the minutes. Alec Burks is out. Jaden Ivy still in or uh, yeah, Jaden Ivy still in protocols. Mm-hmm. Like I, who can you really rely on? Are we going to Rodney Magruder Magruder stage? <laughs> like is this where we're at? God. Um yeah, man. Uh, even Eugene Omarui, like he's He's on the radar. Minutes. He started the other night. Getting he minutes. did leave briefly with an ankle injury, but came back. So, yeah, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine in terms of actual reliable fantasy options. Maybe a Killian Hayes. Um, but at this point, I, I don't really know. I think this is a situation where if you can, you want to stay away from Pistons players just because we don't really know for sure who's going to be out there. And they only have two games next week. So that's even more reason to kind of avoid those guys. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, week 22, they're not going to be very helpful. Mm-hmm. I'd say the only people you'd probably hang on to maybe. I mean, I think everyone's pretty much expendable, right, in a in a two-game week. Like, I'm not yeah. – I don't need to hang on to James Wiseman, even though he's been playing well. Uh, Jalen Duran, he's a good double-double, mm-hmm. but, I mean, he's essentially Nick Richards of this week, right? Yeah. Like, you, you play him once, and then you got to drop him because you got to mm-hmm. get more production out of other players. So, yeah, I think Detroit is definitely a team I'm avoiding heading into week – into week 22, um, but they do play four games um, in week 23. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is some potential there for Detroit. And it's a really nice schedule playing yeah. against 
OKC, okay. Houston, Houston, and Orlando <laughs> in championship like that. That's when you're gonna go. So yeah, planning ahead if you do make it to the championship, or it seems like you're you're trot you're you're trotting that path. I would probably start to pick up Detroit Pistons on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, just to make sure that you have a, a you know a good chance of getting the players that you need to tool up uh, for that championship run. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, let's get some injury stuff, man. I, I mentioned it before, but uh, Donovan Mitchell missed a game with a finger injury. Jared Allen was also out, but they still, you know, handled business against the Charlotte mm-hmm. Hornets. It is the Charlotte Hornets. They have no incentive to win games right now. But are you concerned about Mitchell and Jared Allen's outlook going forward for fantasy purposes? Not too much on Mitchell. Um, I think that was just as much about injury management as it was him actually being hurt. Uh, Allen, a bit different. You know, you're talking about an eye injury. That may take a little bit. You know, I think they got Philadelphia tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and second game of a back-to-back. Yeah, they, they host Philadelphia and they close the week against Washington on, on Friday. So maybe Jared Allen's a concern that's kind of put Lamar Stevens on the radar in deeper leagues for now. Uh, we've seen Isaac Okoro have some good moments as well. But I don't really think there's a lock pickup if Jared Allen misses time additional time because of the eye issue yeah i'm not overly concerned about mitchell allen's gonna have to be the wait and see i think at this point you know with without any clear i mean it doesn't look like he's getting any any kind of significant look in terms of a medical diagnosis so Mm -hmm. i guess it's a good thing but with their standing right now and uh let's see who cleveland's who's cleveland have left for the week um philly Philly tonight yeah philly and washington Washington. yeah so washington i mean I mean, Washington is in the hunt, so maybe he he comes back for that game. I mean, against Philly, that that would be yeah definitely need him versus Embiid. But yeah, we'll see how it kind of shakes out here. I think he's got to take the wait and see approach. Definitely don't do anything hasty and, and drop Jared Allen here. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, yeah, we can't really get much. Um, can't really get can't stash him in IL IL yeah. plus awesome. But yeah, those with IL, you just got to kind of wait for him to hit that three game mark. Um, Jalen Brunson. Is, is out, and it doesn't look like he's ready to return yet. Emmanuel quickly to the moon, coming yeah. off a double-double. Um, definitely going to be huge for fantasy managers down the stretch here. Um, not many games left. Uh, they do play against uh, Denver on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, then they got four games. Yeah, four in week 22. Yeah, four in week 20. Yep. Uh, no, they got three. Three in three, week 22. Three, three games. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and that's including uh, where they got Minnesota, Orlando, and Miami. Not bad. Not not bad yeah. at all. Um, I definitely think it's worth holding on to. If you, you know, Brunson's at least IL eligible now. So mm-hmm. for those in, in those leagues, you can stash them. But is there anyone else that you would maybe consider from the New York Knicks that are possibly going to emerge here um, in this final stretch of games? Or, or are you pretty much trusting in just the, that core lineup of quickly yeah. uh, Mitchell Robinson, RJ, you know, mm-hmm. um, Julius, et cetera? Yeah, I think that's all you can really do. Um, Deuce McBride had the best game of his career in their win over Portland Tuesday night, but I don't Flash know if he can trust. Yeah, I don't think you can really trust that moving forward. Josh Hart has been outstanding since arriving in New York. The impact he's had on that team, and he's remained a, a, a really viable fantasy option coming off the bench. He's already rostered in so many leagues at this point that you really can't get him. So I think if you have quickly, you hold on to him. I don't really think there's anything else you can do with that roster right now because Tibbs has a, a rotation that he's really set on. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the probably the more prominent slides down the Western Conference is the Dallas Mavericks, three and yeah. seven over their last 10 games. And unfortunately, it's just now it's it's not even about the chemistry. It's about the injuries. Luca mm-hmm. has been ruled out for Wednesday. I was hoping he'd be back for those in weekly leagues. I feel for you. There was some optimism around him returning, but he's just not there yet. Um, but Kyrie Irving's also hurt, dealing with yeah. a foot injury. Christian Wood is questionable. Um, Tim Hardaway got nicked up a couple mm-hmm. games ago. I mean, are you concerned about the Mavs at this point? Because I, because I am. I, I, I think yeah. it's, it's, this is definitely going into oh shit territory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, at this point, Kyrie's doubtful for the game against the Spurs on Wednesday. So if you have Josh Green or Jaden Hardy, you kind of have to hold on to him for now. I think Green has viability even after those guys return because he was starting. But as for Hardy, I think he's he's really like a schedule-slash-injury-dependent type of fantasy player at this point. So those guys, uh, you mentioned Christian Wood. Even if he is cleared to play, how much is he going to play? Yeah. He's a liability defensively and – I don't think anyone's been able to make sense of what Jason Kidd is doing with that front court rotation. Um, so you're never running out of time to figure it out. So I think Hardy and Green are the two guys right now at this point. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned Hardy last week just in passing, like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to pick him up. And then Kyrie got hurt. And now, you know, I'm saying this guy's gotten 37 minutes in his last two games, absolutely firing from three, 15 yeah. attempts in his last game, knocked down five of them. Not really going to be an efficiency guy in terms of scoring um, field goal percentage, but he's got the volume, man, like 28 points. You know, that's obviously a career high. He had 22 before that. He's getting rebounds, getting a little bit of assist, a steal in each of the games. So, yeah, I think I would be prioritizing Jaden Hardy um, over over Josh Green just because I think he has a little bit more of a dynamic element mm-hmm. to his offensive skill set. Um, is definitely going to need to be relied upon in this stretch without their best players, man, like the depth of the Dallas Mavericks right now is just not looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Williams, not a real update for him. Um, hamstring injury still going through it. Um, are you expecting him to return at least in the regular season? A couple of weeks. What, what do you, what do you, what are you hearing from Robert Williams? I certainly wouldn't drop him, but I think he's supposed to be evaluated again later this week. I just don't think, 
with the, the lack of a timeline for a return to game action and the ramp-up process, I don't think he's going to be very impactful in fantasy playoffs. So I think, if anything, if you have Derek White, you continue to roll with him because he's been that fill-in starter. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't really see much else there. You know, Malcolm Brogdon's got a good roster percentage coming off the bench, so the nothing changes there. But there, it, there really isn't another big. Like, I don't really think you're going to count on, like, a Mike Muscala or a Sam Hauser at this point. Yeah, no, don't do not do that. Don't do that yeah. to yourself. Um, yeah, at this point, like, I just don't really see much value on the waivers from the Boston Celtics team. Like, um, you know, maybe you give Grant Williams a shot, but, you know, mm-hmm. Derek White's probably well-rostered enough that, you know, maybe yeah. you might be able to scoop him in shallow leagues. But, um, yeah, not not much you can do about Robert Williams and, and his injuries. Got to wait that out. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, though, haven't gotten an update yet. Andrew Nemhard is, is a person that I would certainly keep an eye on. Not many games left for the week, but, you know, if, if Halliburton does kind of sit for the next couple of games to get right, you know, Nemhard I think is definitely a person I'd be looking at. TJ McConnell was actually fantasy viable also mm. um, with Halliburton out, but he's now still dealing with an injury as well. Yeah. I mean, this Pacers injury report is actually starting to pile up a little bit. Miles um, mm. Turner and his back issues, you know, that's kind of lent, lent – uh, Isaiah Jackson and, yeah. and Jalen Smith, a little bit more time on the court. What are you doing in Indiana? I mean, what are, what are you doing with the Pacers? Or do you have a little faith in holding on to Isaiah Jackson, Jalen Smith, and or Nemhard, or or do you think that it's time that they're going to get you know the main guys are going to come back and uh, we'll get to see our fantasy you know fantasy all stars and 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 Halliburton and, and Turner yeah. kind of get back with it. I would still hold on to, to Jackson uh, personally. You know, he he was getting a few more minutes even before the Turner injury. Um, Turner being out really gives him a shot, as you mentioned. But uh, Jalen Smith, I think he's been of a, a bit of a disappointment this season. You know, he Huge. was a guy who was, he was penciled into the starting lineup before the season began, and it just really didn't work out, you know, before they finally moved him to the bench. And he was out of the rotation. Daniel Tice got healthy. They finally kind of figured that out with Tice, where you know what you have there. You don't need to have him on the court at the expense of the younger guys. So, I think Isaiah Jackson's the guy I would roll with. Nemhard, I'm not too thrilled about. You know, he's going to get 30 minutes per game, so I can see that aspect of it. But I'm not too. It's not like a huge thing. Even like a Chris Duarte, not big on adding him either. So, yeah, for me, um, yeah, Jalen Smith was one of my biggest misses. I have a video coming out later today at, mm-hmm. talking about that. I had him ranked 75th coming into the yeah. season. <laughs> He is outside the 200, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Not a, not it. Just not it. I mean, he got passed by Aaron Neesmith, and the dude's like six four. Like, yeah, that that's he was just not in, in favor of Rick Carlisle. So, yeah, that was definitely a miss. But um, I think Isaiah Jackson, a guy that was out of the rotation in the G League for much of the season, mm-hmm. has definitely earned earned some more minutes down the stretch here, and definitely gives you some double double potential with with blocks, which is definitely going to be important for fantasy purposes. Um, yeah, I don't know if I could go the Chris Duarte route, but you're right. Yeah. You know, Nemhard can give you the assist. Maybe he'll have a he'll have a spike game in terms of scoring, but mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't be over relying on him. Um, but if if Halliburton does miss it, he's worth streaming. I think in, yeah. in competitive leagues for sure. Um, let's go over to Minnesota again, real quick. Uh, Rudy Gobert seems to still be dealing with an ankle injury, and then Nas Reed also has a calf injury. Is there anybody that you think? I mean. Rudy Gobert has been one of the more frustrating players in yeah. season two. 
but he has played better with Conley there. Um, or do you have any concerns going into into week twenty two? And let's see, Minnesota plays. Minnesota's got the two game week this week, or no, they don't. They have, they have three next week in week twenty two. Yeah, they got three. Yeah, three games. Okay, three games. So, but no back to back. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Um. So it looks like go. I mean. With them so close to the playoffs at this at this point, like I, I'd be hard pressed to think that Rudy Gobert is not going to push through, you know, the nagging ankle injury. What do you think? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of frustration on the part of both players earlier this week, where it felt like Gobert was going to sit and Reed was going to be in, and then like an hour before tip off, it flipped where Reed was out, but Gobert was starting. So people were looking to stream Reed, and that situation got burned a bit. So. I think a calf is a bit more concerning than an ankle injury. Um, Obviously, we don't know the true severity of those issues, but we've seen guys with calf strains come back too early, then aggravate it and end up in a worse spot. So I think that may be a bit more concerning for talk about Reed, but I don't know. I think they're kind of holding in their respective positions at this point. Yeah, just got an injury alert. Vassell will not be playing tonight. Zach Collins will not be playing tonight. So. Definitely called that one. Uh, but TJ McConnell did return to practice. So right. everything I just said about uh, <laughs> you, Nebhard, you can forget yeah. it. Uh, I would actually yeah. probably feel more comfortable if Tyrese Halliburton misses the game to roll with TJ McConnell. Mm-hmm. Um, but Miles Turner did practice on Wednesday. So okay. we'll see how that how that kind of pans out, whether he winds up playing or not. Pacers currently, where are they in the standings? They are... Uh, they're two games out of the 11 spot. So, eh, I mean, they're one loss out from Washington, so they're not yeah. completely out of it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I got to feel like if the player, if Halliburton and, and Turner are healthy enough, they're going to give it a go to try to get into yeah. that playoff spot. But we'll kind of see how that shakes out. Um, for any injury news and information, where are you going to get your info and the latest, latest? Yeah, we're going to the Rotor World app as usual. Um, player Breaking player news all season long. Um, you can favorite players who are on your fantasy rosters, even track some guys that you're consider, considering adding ahead of the stretch run here. Get all that information delivered right to your phone, and it is available in your preferred app store today. All right. And just got the alert. Aaron Rodgers says he intends to play for the Jets. So we'll see if Trey Wingo didn't expect him to be like the, the NFL uh, insider beating out Rappaport and Schefter. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Shefty's been off his game as of late, man. Uh, you can't be having Trey Wingo swooping in here, taking your shine. But we'll see if that actually ends up happening. He seems like he's holding the Jets for ransom, trying to sign Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard and every other you know, holdover from the, the, the Green Bay era that he's trying to, uh, I don't know, bring to New York, I guess. But this is a basketball podcast. Let's talk about Mark Williams for a second. <laughs> uh, thumb injury has presented an opportunity for Nick Richards mm-hmm. to get some time. Do you think Mark Williams is going to come back? Have you heard anything about the severity of that thumb injury? And do you trust Nick Richards going forward? I think it's a day-to-day issue with Williams. Um, so I don't think there's an incentive to shut him down unless the injury is a bit more severe than what they've let on. Um Nick Richards has fantasy viability at this point. Um, Solid last night, but not spectacular. I think you expect that when you're going up against a big like Evan Mobley. Um, So I think he's someone you hold on to if you have him. I don't think there's anyone behind him, though. Like a Kai Jones, you're not going to rush out and add him. So I think until Williams gets cleared to return, you go with Nick Richards. Yeah, I think Nick Richards is definitely going to be a player that I'm going to be trying to target 
especially headed next week with the Charlotte Hornets playing four games. Um, you know, someone could probably drop them just in, in haste, just because, you know, they, they don't have a favorable schedule in the back portion of this week, along with Dennis Smith Jr. Another guy that I think uh, is also going to be fantasy relevant in, in week 22. So if you need some guard play, a guy that can get you steals as well as rebounds and assists for a guard position, uh, I think I would definitely look that way. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Alper and Shingun a little bit, his groin injury, still dealing with it. Do you have concerns about him going forward? And, you know, we already talked about, you know, the players that we would think would benefit from that. But just if, if you own Shingun, are you are you concerned? Yeah, talking about a groin strain, you know, that's something that can take a little while to get back from. If you have an IL plus spot, I think that would be preferable than just outright having to drop him right now just to make sure that, you know, he's going to be out for an extended period before making a move. But in terms of ads, I don't think there's anyone else. Like K.J. Martin should already be rostered, as we discussed earlier. Tari Eason, I think he's someone, even though the minutes have been a bit unpredictable, I think he's been getting more run recently. So he's fine. I don't think an Usman Garuba is going to be on a fancy radar. He's been become quite proficient at corner threes recently. Yeah, I was we'll say that. <laughs> the but, assassin yeah. we didn't expect from yeah, the corner. <laughs> exactly. So I don't think you're going to rush out to add him either. So I think it's just kind of a wait-and-see approach if you don't have any of those other guys that we've mentioned. And news is dropped. That AD is going to be out on Wednesday too. Yes. Is there anyone that you think can benefit in his absence? I'll probably pivot. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a Vando, Vando game, but yeah. – um, I mean, are you going to pick up Rui Hachimura? Is Troy Brown worth a look? I- I'd probably pass on him personally, but what do you think? Rui, if you're desperate, and he really doesn't get you anything defensively, which is why I kind of say the desperate part. But Troy Brown Jr., I'm not touching him with anything at this point. <laughs> like, you know, maybe if you can get, say, an Austin Reeves at this point, I think he would be better served, even if Davis is healthy and not be- having his minutes managed. I think – Reeves is the guy to kind of go with right now if you're looking at Lakers to potentially add at this point in the season. Yeah, he's been great for low-key assists and yeah. uh, the shooting efficiency. His, his shooting splits are, you know, 50, damn near 50, 40, 90 mm-hmm. um, right now. He's actually one of the, has one of the highest uh, effective field goal percentages, true shooting percentage. No, uh, yeah, true shooting percentages, excuse me, um, in the NBA. That's not a center this year, um, only behind Stephen Curry, which is pretty – intriguing and, and and wild actually just yeah. considering like i don't <laughs> i don't think austin reese was on many people's fantasy radars uh before the season but he is playing cr- critical minutes for the lakers he's closing um in the closing lineup and he's been filling in very well for lebron james um uh kind of being a de facto facilitator with yeah. uh d'angelo russell there it's also hurt dennis schroeder a bit mm-hmm. um a guy that i would probably drop not looking to really roster right now yeah let's get to the schedule for the rest of the week um, is there any teams that you're concerned about in terms of rest potential that we haven't talked about yet? No, I, I think Memphis in a, is in a situation where they kind of have to play the guys that they have left uh, just because mm-hmm. you know John Morant, no Steven Adams. That's going to be tough to deal with. Um, maybe Philadelphia uh, with Embiid, but I think he's been pushing through in terms of playing both ends of back-to-back. He's got a Friday, Saturday. I think Washington possibly – you know, Kyle Kuzma missed the game last night. You still got Porzingis and Beal, you know, who may have the occasional injury management night. So I don't really think there's too much to be concerned about in terms of the remaining schedule. Outside of the Spurs, uh, we talked about them you know, earlier, and we saw that injury report as well. So, 
Yeah, I have some concerns about either Harden and or Embiid resting mm-hmm. against Charlotte and Indiana on Friday and yeah. Saturday. Um, just two teams that I just don't feel like they need to try them out there, get them a little bit of rest ahead of week 22. Um, just in terms of roster maintenance, I would probably drop anyone on Charlotte, the Knicks, and the Jazz, just because they're not going to get much out of them. You know, they play on Friday and Saturday respectively so um i mean you've probably already dropped them anyway which is probably yeah. start just to fill in the gap in between those times of when they played on on monday and tuesday but um yeah as i said before make sure that you do pick them up um because they do have pretty favorable schedules heading into next week um Taylor horton tucker chris dunn two guys that i think might be might be available on your waiver wires that could actually be pretty crucial going into week 22 and in 23 sacramento Another team, they have a Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back. Not expecting anyone to sit, but maybe Darren Fox does. That would obviously propel Malik Monk into more streaming territory. He's already been a streaming, worth streaming in 12-team leagues. Um, Trey Lyles got suspended, unfortunately, for his his fight, quote-unquote fight. That's a fight nowadays in, in basketball terms with Brooke Lopez. So he'll be missing, it looks like, Wednesday's game. Yeah. Um, but he's actually been a, a good source of, of threes, rebounds off the bench for for the the Kings. Um, any other teams or or uh, players that you're interested in in the back half of this week? I think maybe Chemezi Metu, at least for, for Wednesday. Um, no Lyles, as you mentioned, with the suspension. I think he could end up getting a few more minutes off the bench. I think he's going to have to just because mm-hmm. of the, the numbers. So you have Rashawn Holmes is out as well, if I'm not mistaken. So Chemezi Metu, maybe someone uh, – with some intrigue, at least starting Wednesday, maybe he plays well enough to get a shot later in the week. So they've got three more games this week. So I think he's worth a shot in the dark, especially in extremely deep leagues right now. Yeah, a couple of guys I'd also mention. David Roddy is a guy that I think is is starting yeah. to – it's like a next man up thing for the Grizzlies, man. They're just trying to mm-hmm. find bodies at this point. But he's been pretty serviceable, and he's getting uh, over 20 minutes the last couple of games. Uh, definitely fantasy-worthy stat lines, uh, enough to take a flyer on him. The Memphis Grizzlies play a Friday, Saturday back-to-back, so um, I would definitely give give him a shot because um, they have three games in four nights, actually, Thursday yeah. against the the Thunder. Then they got Minnesota and Milwaukee to close out the week. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, I've been talking about him for yeah. at nauseum at this point, <laughs> but I know that he only had 10 points with three assists against the Suns in their last outing, but um, I think that there's definitely a chance for him to have a big uh, impact at the close of the week here with another team that's playing three games in four uh, four nights, going up against the Clippers tonight. Then they got Atlanta and Memphis on a back-to-back on Saturday, Friday, Saturday. So uh, I think Dante is definitely going to get some time there. Kaminga is going to be coming back, so monitor that. We'll see how he kind of fits into the rotation. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely like Dante as well. Oh, happy to report my slow draft is finally over. And uh, I feel pretty good. I, I think I got a nice little <laughs> slow clap in it. Nice. <laughs> but uh, for those that that have yet to do their fantasy baseball drafts, uh, Raph, can you tell them what they where they need to go um, in terms to get their information? Yeah, you need to get pick up the Roto World Baseball Draft Guide uh, right now. Save twenty five percent off at checkout with the code Pennant twenty five. P-E-N-N-A-N-T, then the number 25 to get 25% off. Got all the player profiles and rankings that you need to kind of master your drafts and set yourself up for success. 
All right. And then going into next week, week 22, we've talked about a ton of players and I think we've pretty much touched on also, you know, maybe some teams that you'll want to avoid or what you'll want to do to plan ahead. Um, trying to think of anything notable here other than Denver that we talked about that has two games, uh, probably going to have to cut bait of, you know, fringe players like KCP and, and Bruce Brown in competitive leagues. But Miami is also a team that I'll also be looking to do the same thing. They have the same schedule as Denver playing on Wednesday night's 10 game slate, as well as Saturday, only a six game slate, but you know, going up against two good defensive teams in the Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't. I dropped Kyle Lowry if I had him anywhere. I don't trust him late late in the season. Gabe Vincent had a good showing, but I don't know that I would keep him around. I don't. I don't think he's that critical to your lineup. Um, we talked about the Detroit Pistons as well. Is there any other people that you think that you would drop as a result of their schedule between the Denver Nuggets, the Miami Heat, and the uh, Detroit Pistons only playing two games? Yeah, you mentioned Gabe Vincent. I didn't really think he was a rosterable player. Uh, even before Lowry returned. He's played a little bit better with Lowry back in the rotation. They kept Vincent in the starting lineup. But as you mentioned, two-game week, I don't think he's done enough to justify being held on to in the few leagues where he's rostered. So dropping him, um, I think Bruce Brown, you kind of got a tough decision to make, just given how important he is to that Denver rotation. But with only two games, I think the only way he has viability next week would be if something were to happen with Jamal Murray in terms mm-hmm. of his knee. So I think he's someone else you have to strongly consider dropping. But, yeah, Vincent, I've been off that bandwagon for a while now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting that Monday only has six games. Um, there's several teams you know, kind of looking at Portland and Milwaukee. They really have interesting schedules. Milwaukee plays against San Antonio, Utah, and then Brooklyn on a back-to-back. I mean, I think that there's actually a chance that Giannis misses two games next week. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a that's an actual possibility because they got the back to back and then they play San Antonio. Like, why are you going to try Giannis yeah. against San Antonio? It doesn't really make much sense. Um, and then also looking at the Trailblazers with Utah, Chicago, and Thunder. Um, you know, Matisse Thybul could have a big, big week in Week 22. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts? Um, also, looking at the, the the Pelicans are actually kind of interesting too. They have the Spurs, Charlotte, and the Clippers. Trey Murphy's about to go off, too. Um, yeah. Brandon, Brandon Ingram did come back against the Lakers, but I don't know, man. He doesn't look like he's all the way healthy, mm-hmm. and I think Trey Murphy, you know, a guy that exploded for 40 points a couple of games ago, he's definitely going to be, you know, mm-hmm. could be league-winning potential as well. Yeah, I think Murphy and Herb Jones are two guys that, if you have them right now, I think Week 22 is going to be a good good time for both of those guys. Uh, you would hope that the Spurs and Hornets games would be kind of get-right games for Ingram and C.J. McCollum, but I don't know if it's going to be that uh, because of the injuries that both have been dealing with. You, I don't know. They, neither one has been the most efficient offensive player recently, so, yeah, not a good spot for either guy. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Onyeka Kongwu? Um, Atlanta's got one of the best schedules next week, going up mm-hmm. against Detroit, uh, back-to-back Detroit, and Minnesota on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they have another back-to-back to close the week, yeah. um, Saturday, Sunday versus Indiana and Memphis. I mean, that looks like that's a fantasy gold mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> looking schedule there. And I think a Kongu is a guy that's probably been dropped in, in several shallow leagues that mm-hmm. might actually be helpful um, for the playoff stretch. Any other yeah. Hawks that you might be looking at? I think it's just going to be him. Uh, I don't know if Jalen Johnson or AJ Griffin 
have been reliable enough in terms of their production and also the minutes that they've received. I think Quinn Snyder's kind of trying to figure some things out on the back end of that rotation, which makes it difficult to rely on either of those guys. Um, Atlanta and Sacramento both have two back-to-backs next week. So I think both of those teams will be interesting to watch in terms of how those the minutes and playing time will be managed for those teams. Yeah, and we mentioned Jaden Ivey. Um, it's going to be a really – or no, sorry, not Jaden Ivey, Jaden Hardy. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a really interesting start to the week for Dallas. They play four games, no back-to-backs, which is a good thing if you have Luka Doncic or Kyrie Irving. But they do play Memphis to start the week, and then they have Golden State right after that. Um, I got to imagine Luka's gonna, Luka and Kyrie are going to try to push to be back by those games. What, do you, what are your thoughts there? I think they will. Um so at that point, Hardy wouldn't be a very right. good option to hold on to. But yeah, you never know. I think they may be a little bit more willing to not really roll the dice with Kyrie, but one guy is a franchise cornerstone. The other one isn't. So Yeah, the other one you know, maybe be a free agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe that enters their thinking in the week 22. And, you know, you look at the West, like we mentioned the standings earlier, it doesn't take much to drop completely out of the play in tournament picture. So, no. yeah, we'll see what happens there. I'm trying to think of any other players. Um, Jalen Suggs is a guy that I think has been very worthwhile to add. Um, been getting a lot of steals and, and has really seen his offensive game kind of improve, shooting 40% uh, from three over the last couple of weeks. Um, as also shooting, you know, close to 50% from the field, which is, I don't, I don't know that I expected Jalen Suggs to, to actually yeah. come to that point. Um, has a little bit of a tough stretch next week in terms of, of opponents, Washington, the Knicks, and Brooklyn. But um, he does avoid the big the big slate on, um, oh, each, yeah, every, yeah, I think he avoids all the big slates. So um, if you're looking for an Orlando Magic player, um, I think that he's one that's widely available that could definitely help um, come, come, uh, week 22. Yeah. Um, all right, man. I, I think that that's pretty much, we covered a lot of people. Um, yeah. so make sure, uh, Raph, is there anything you're working on next week that, uh, you want to plug? Um, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> uh, this is more of the same, you know, just trying to keep the injury updates going. Um, we have our daily pickup of the day column that we do, um, going kind of recapping what happened. And some guys who kind of came through for managers in that, that night's action. So got that. Um, I think for those columns, we will be adding a little bit for, of some NCAA tournament stuff. In terms of some players, you could be helpful for dynasty leagues as you guys prepare for those those drafts next fall. Um, mentioned some top NBA prospects there. So not too much column-wise. Um, I'm sure you've got some things cooking up over at Yahoo, though. Yeah, just check out my weekly look ahead um, for the weeks ahead. So week 22, I'll be dropping that tomorrow. And uh, yeah, my waivers piece on Monday. I've seen a lot of the similar names. Uh, we're, we're definitely good, uh, smart minds think alike. Yeah. Um, definitely see a lot of similar names on, on your, y'all's pieces as well. So uh, make sure you check both of those out. Uh, continue to tune in to Round Ball Stew. We'll see you next week. And uh, man, we're, we're that much more closer to getting that fancy championship. So stay locked in with us and uh, hit us up on Twitch. We want to hear, definitely hear your questions and uh, see what you're having to do to manage your team down this final stretch. Until next time, peace. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.